think I need, I think I need another cheeseburger. I'd like to say it was my first one of the day, but uh, it was such a such a goddamn nice evening out. Had to have a few beautiful weather. Goddamn sunny. Can you guys drink at work, by the way? When you guys are like working from home, have you guys ever cracked one? Just like right in the middle of the work day? All right, Alan's rolling his eyes, which means yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I work in my home. Why Why the fuck wouldn't I? I, yeah. You know, sometimes the sentences don't need to be dulled, but, you know, when you go back and you watch these episodes of Mad Men and it's just, hey, let's have a bourbon at 150. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was different circumstances. <laughs> they were there was there was a lot more around the bur- midday glass of bourbon. There was like secretary fucking harassment. There was smoking cigarettes indoors. There's. A whole litany of activities that was happening besides just bourbon midday. Okay, yeah, that's fair. But I mean, but in that scenario, it's all about the creative process. But Wes, like, what's uh? Didn't you tell me like there was a time where you would go to lunch with colleagues and like, yeah, let me get a Heineken, and then that had to come to an end. Mm, I don't. I'm just look. Okay, so at my current job, there definitely was like a Friday, three o'clock. Let's okay. Let's get a beer. Let's have some beers in the office, uh, and, and there was always beers in there. And it wasn't. It, it specifically was not for any time other than like like towards the end of the day, Friday, uh, special occasions and things like that. Uh, midday. Um, I mean, I know. God, I know we did it like Thursdays for fi- for for like around this time around the NCAA basketball tournament, like tip off. Like let's go to lunch and have a couple beers. Uh, I don't recall there being some sort of weird alcoholic anonymous intervention. Like, man, we ought to stop drinking during the middle of the day. I don't think it got that bad <laughs> in my jobs. Um, now, I mean, I do know like Friday, right? Cause most Fridays I work from home now. Um, you know, like <clears throat> four thirty, five o'clock, I, you know, I'll crack one like to start the weekend. Uh, but, but drinking at work, eh, to slippery slope. Yeah, but wasn't there a time where, like, it was, like, by rule, like, construction workers would go to work and they'd have, a like, a Yeti cooler filled with, like, a oh, six-pack of bush? That's still a thing. That's different, though. Is it? How is it? Okay, I, I agree with you, but I want to know why. Why? No, they're, out, they're out there working hard and sweating, being cold, you know? Fucking, like, I'm, I literally fucking sit at home and talk. That's all I do. I talk and I type stuff on occasion. Like, that's the extent of my job. Uh, so yeah, I don't really need one. I don't really drink a whole lot anyway, just generally speaking. But like, yeah, like I thought at no point does my job cause me the need to really have to have a drink in the middle of the day. I don't know if it's need. I think sometimes it's just like the desire to like, uh, loosen up a bit, man. I mean, it feels to me like a construction crew shouldn't be all loosey goosey when they're framing a fucking skyscraper. That's true. But I feel like when you, you know, when you almost get fucking, disabled by a fucking eye beam swinging swinging through a swig of a fucking beer afterwards really calms the nerves so you can get back to work yeah you know what i'm saying that's how i feel i I don't know i've never i've never been in construction so i have no fucking clue i sell the stuff that construction people do (laughs) 
So there's that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I think they deserve it. I don't need it, honestly. Yeah, no. I, I, th- he may, he brings up a good point because I do think that. Well, and first of all, he said they're outside and they're cold. And if they're not outside and they're cold, it's the sweltering fucking heat. You know, it's a it's a July mm-hmm. day, and you got your vest on with nothing else underneath of it, looking all sweaty and sexy, beautiful, glistening, which are which which are formed. Which are form trapezius, uh, but because uh, I I have been on a few I've I I worked specifically on a prefabricated home crew. You familiar with that? You show up in the homes in like four or five different pieces. The foreman has rented a crane for the day. He's asking you to bust your ass because the crane costs like I don't know two hundred three hundred dollars an hour, and you put it onto a concrete foundation, and then you put it together. All right. There's different people that put the sides of the houses together, different people that put the shingles together. And then there's some other, you know, there's the different pit crews of team that are responsible for different things. But the, you worked like six to five with really minimal breaks. I mean, if you had to piss, you took a piss. If you had to eat, you ate. There was no like, all right, crew, let's sit down half hour, open your lunch pails. Like there was none of that shit. At the end of the day, you fucking earned a beer. You looked forward to an ice cold Coors Light next to the pickup truck. And everyone said, yup, four or five times in unison. I've ever yep. looked forward to a nice cold course. Late, but yes, <laughs> yeah, that sounds appropriate. Yeah. That, that sounds right. I just think about those guys working the high steel back in the day, putting the putting up like the Empire State Building in like less than two years, like staring out over the fucking New York skyline, just like, yep, time for a tall boy. <laughs> While I traverse this very narrow path several thousand feet above the ground. Yeah. You wasn't didn't you have a and fun there ain't like how many people died during that? I don't know if I did. I th- I feel like we did maybe. There, there, there's that been so something. many. There's been so many fun facts of death. <laughs> All the fun facts. Five. Uh, Five people died yeah. during thirty four hundred workers over the course of uh, you know thirteen months of construction. Five people died. That's a that's. I mean, hey man, you could say going into only one point two four seven percent. Like mm, I ain't trying to roll the dice with that shit. At the end of the day, I've earned a drink. Or yeah, but you're talking about an an era of no OSHA. Um, you said 13 months. I thought it was two years. That's a year and a month. Yeah, that's and, crazy. And like that one month was like holidays and shit. <laughs> it piled up over the year and like a weekend off. <laughs> yeah, one. That's wild. I didn't know. Best. That's God. Why can't we get back? I mean, okay. Maybe it's a blessing and a curse, but like, can we get back to that? You know, like when we when they built the Freedom Tower, how long did it take them to build the Freedom Tower after they knocked down the Twin Towers? Was mm-hmm. it like over a decade? Yes, I think I thought Maybe. it was six and a half. Yeah, seconds. but I feel like there was a lot of like excavation and like, you know what I mean? I feel like that was a lot more like shit had to happen because of the other things that happened. Yeah, before you I- could make a thing happen. I don't know though. I felt like we looked at like a like a like a half wrapped condom for at least five years before they fucking finished that sucker up. Possible. <laughs> and would you? Okay, so first yeah, of all, I don't one, know. One year, forty five days for the Empire State Building, uh, and you hit the nail on the head earlier. You talked about OSHA. Times have changed, man. Times have changed. They can't be having drunk crews around there. Can we do having doing all that? And I do think perhaps if you want to go back, it's got to go back to the Don Draper thing, you know, and his and his boss. What, what's his boss name? Silverstein, Silverman. 
just something something like that. I don't know. In the midday, after you get done a good sale, you you have you have a bar in your office, and then you <clears throat> then you get so blithering drunk you pass out in your office, and you wake up with your hair still matted down, no stains on your under your armpits, no wrinkles, and you're perfectly fucking creased pressed <laughs> white shirt, ready to sell the next day. God bless America. Well, the thing is, okay, you say all these things. But, like, the drinking seems to be the number one thing I can't find. And besides OSHA and everything else, we got the entire, what, 100-year-old Empire State Building built. And you said a year and 45 days. And, again, these guys were intoxicated. Maybe the booze is the thing that was America's fuel that Maybe got us, what made us productive and got us to where we are today. So maybe it's time to make America drunk again. <laughs> When did they build the Empire State Building? What year was it? Do we know? 1920 to 1930. 1929 to 1930, sorry. Okay, so that's post-prohibition, right? I believe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, man, people were getting fucking housed. You know? Maybe that's what it was. Maybe you're right. I, I think people were happier on the job site because there was more camaraderie. What's more, what, what promotes camaraderie more than sharing a couple boozy drinks together? And then you guys aren't really fighting. Maybe you are, but if you're fighting, you're drunk fighting. You're like, ah, fuck you, fuck you. Couple fisticuffs. I love you, man. Sorry, dude. I just, just blowing up on you. Yeah, me too. Hey, you want some Jack Daniels? Yeah, let's have a cup. Glock, 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 glock. Now you get up on the steel and I'll grab the rivets. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, just like that. That's basically exactly how it happened. That is, you could write a fucking play, man. The making of the Empire State Building. (laughs) For the record, the the Freedom Tower took 13 years. Yeah. Holy moly. But it was mostly just disputes over money and design. And and, yes, and zoning. Yeah, yeah. And because uh, apparently they had to strike a deal with the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey. Oh, my God. Right. Well, they because they 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 lease the land, right? Because I went the whole thing with the uh, with the with the old twin towers. It was owned by uh, yeah the Port Authority. I I always mess it up. Is it NYNJ or NJNYPA? New York, New Jersey. Uh, I think it's New York, New Jersey. NYNJPA leased by that snaky Larry Silverstein, who obviously had something to do with nine eleven because he's a Jewish guy and he owned property. Yeah, he needed to get the he needed to get the towers high enough so he could focus the lasers on the horizon. That's correct. Yeah, <laughs> lasers only zero in at nine hundred feet. You know what? One of the big suspicious things about that is is like prior to uh, and Mer, your conspiracy dar is going to go off on this, but June of two thousand one, he. He added in. <clears throat> he didn't add in. This is like I, I, I hate to say that because in conspiracy theories, oh my god! But he did add in or throw up um, in a revamp of the insurance policy, terrorist, uh, terrorist attack insurance. Yeah, but they already had one, so I that might yeah, that's in like and okay, and See, the world you, was getting to that point. Like you pluck that out in like less than a second. So that's thank you, bravo. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, look, I listen, I do contain in my head like several conspiracy theories, but people do conspire. Like conspiracy, like 
the, the, the term conspiracy theory was created to basically put people on the sideline and make them nut jobs if they had an alternate storyline for what may or may not have happened. Like, and I do complain, oh, I got a very creative mind. I like to think about all the different windfalls that could happen if something, if A happens, then B happens, then C happens. Yeah, I, that, I'm there, but like, I'm also a pretty rational guy. Like, I believe that 90% of the story we got from 9-11 is true. The 10% is what causes a lot of nut jobs to still exist in America. And, well, they're going to die off soon anyway, so we won't worry about yeah. them. I don't, I don't want to make this a conspiracy theory chit-chat. I just, I, I just thought that was interesting. Just that was good. So you say bring the booze back, make the construction more efficient. Yeah. Get rid of OSHA. Mm-hmm. Um, get rid of OSHA and beef up building inspection is what I say. Is like, okay. you know, make sure that the buildings are done right at the end of the day. But maybe, you know, look, if a crew of Salvadoran gentlemen who pull wire at a fucking rapid rate, <laughs> but fucking take a surge and to, to have extreme injury. <laughs> you know, if there's, a, if there's a guy, an elevator guy, and he just slips off a fucking elevator and down the shaft he goes. Eh, eh, how fast are we getting it done? <laughs> well, look the the kind of the kind of when you dam. Go ahead, Wes. Is that a few a few deaths for the greater good? Yeah, it depends on what we're building, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean we're building office space for yeah. for financiers. I mean, what's more important than that? Wall Street office space. We're building fucking Wolf of Wall Street offices. Yeah, we're building offices for men to go and pilfer off the American public and the hardworking folks that built the building they're now doing their jobs from. Like, what is more American than that? We're going we're gonna to build this country on the backs of the broken, and we're going to get wealthy off of it. I mean, that's the American way. It's the American it dream. Is. It is. It is. I don't know about the dream, but it is the American way. So <laughs> <laughs> what Superman fought for, for God's sake. How bad could it be? Middle class holes, everyone. Murr, Allen, and Fox, man. Uh, oh, boy. Came across the banger this week. And I mean, every now and then you get down the YouTube rabbit hole. But this sucker. This, <laughs> speaking of, speaking boy, of holes. Speaking of bangers. <laughs> boy, if we got one for you. This is uh, this is a. Uh, a little ditty for a small Canadian town in, I believe, Saskatchewan. That's uh, right. Just let you, let you experience it yourself. promo video do you like blossoming crepe myrtles because we got something for you oh my god single house with three car ranchers in the in the outskirts of regina saskatchewan oh folks yeah that's right regina saskatchewan uh small town in canada uh, and and this is re- recently Tim Reed, the CEO of Experience Regina, had uh, recently received some I don't even know the kickbacks. Uh, 
uh, apologies over criticizing new slogans for sexualizing the city. I mean, hey, look, some some people have waterfalls. Some people have water parks. Some people have tall buildings that were built by people who died building those tall buildings in record time. Some people have shorelines and coastlines. Some people have presidents carved out of fucking stone. And some people have a town named Regina. All right. You got to fucking embrace that shit. Goddamn right you do. There's nothing how to apologize you, for. But how much do you think they paid to get that song like written? Mm, too much. That was a that was the lowest bidder. That was a lowest bidder <laughs> thing. <laughs> that was a reverse auction, my man. It was, we it was one of the like, it was one of those like name our new naval ship and it was this was the Bodie McBoatface of of fucking town jingles. You know what I mean? This <laughs> It's so good. This was someone who had a fucking keyboard and knew how to, you know, knew a little bit of rhythm, had maybe participated in their Sunday choir, uh, you know, ran ran the sound system at their church uh, on Sundays and Wednesdays and was like, yeah, you got, uh, hell yeah, eh? Did you give me the Regina theme song for tourism? I'm in. <laughs> you just throw in the A, dude. Okay, I got to tell you something. This is why... Okay, how can they say that this is a failure or something to apologize for when now some turd rag like myself wants to go to Regina because I respect the shit out of their shittiness of how, like, wholesome the town... There's nothing to do in Regina. What are you going to do in Regina? You going to go look at the crepe myrtle in some guy's fucking front yard? Are you going to go stare at the sky for an albatross? Like, what are you going to do in Regina besides go to this delightful man's Sunday service and hear him sing off-key? There's nothing else to do, but I want to do it now. Yeah, I don't, I, you're absolutely I don't, right. Did you, did, did you not they have a nice... Woman? Did you not see a woman petting a buffalo in that fucking YouTube video? I was going to say, they have uh, a, a, the, the Royal Saskatchewan Museum. Uh, it has exhibits on Canada's Aboriginal peoples and native animals. So I'm assuming that's what that's from. I, dude, I don't care about that. You know what I want in Regina? I, in Regina, I want some sweet, sticky, sappy syrup. That's what I want in Regina. Uh, that makes sense. I want to get, get my fingers sticky in Regina. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I thought you maybe say like play ice hockey or something like that. There's nothing really. I'm trying to see the closest closest city that we would know. There's not really much in Saskatchewan. There's a lot of lakes to the north. What I, I listen, the closest it's it looks like it's equidistant east west or the middle to Calgary and Winnipeg on the same highway. I don't know if any of you know Highway 13. In Canada, maybe you guys are familiar with the roadways and the uh, the, the interstate commerce. Of, yeah, uh, interprov. That's the interprovince system. Or that's right. That's yeah. right. W what I want to know is okay. So this, let's just say this got properly vetted through the Regina Town Commission, and they're like, "Yo, this, this, ladies and gentlemen, this here's the uh, the the first unveiling of." our new theme song to bring in tourism. Let's have a go. And they sat there and they watched that three minute amazing video, by the way. I mean, whatever Canada's MVAs are music video <laughs> awards, that should be at least nominated. Okay. And they just, they, no one on this council thought that, Hey, maybe this might raise some questions about what our town name rhymes with.
All right. And then it, then it, it passed through. It did. It passed. It, you know, they were like, yep, that, absolutely. Uh, uh, everyone, all in favor? I, I, yeah, A, I. And then it got through. And then they put it <laughs> on YouTube. And, and, you know, six months later, they have another town council meeting. Like, holy shit. I think we may have made a major mistake, people. Did you know that this may? Did you know that the repercussions were going to come down like this? Yeah, I think, I think you're right. That's probably exactly how it went. And there, I feel like they they like correct people very staunchly. Like if you say Regina, mm. like coming coming through, and they're like it's Regina, and that but but then you use it that way. It's intended because that's what whoever named it was intending. I, I almost feel like maybe that's where this campaign came from is that they were tired of correcting people. It's like, hey, if you want people to say the name right, we got to tell them what it rhymes with. It rhymes with vagina. It's called Regina. <laughs> I'm tired of people coming to my town and telling me how to say the name of my town when my town is said this way. This No, this is wrong and not right. It's Regina like vagina. So come have some Regina. And I want to go ahead now and market some I Lost My Reginity shirts in Regina. Hmm? Hmm? I like it. Hmm? I like it. That's, that's yeah. good. It's fucking yeah. marketing. That's, see, I, they, they need guys like us on the board. Like, look, folks, don't push this away. Don't push the Regina away. Embrace the Regina. Don't. Yeah. Get in the Regina. <laughs> Get your fingers in there, clamp it yeah. in, and pull it towards you. That's, that's, oh yeah! All right, you know the move. Get your face in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> give, give a good look, see, dude. The yeah. shirts make themselves. I know. I now mine's a, a mocking shirt, but like experience Regina, like uh, Regina lover. You know, just uh, just <laughs> it, it, it just God. It's so it's so it's so ripe. I mean, I I, I want to know. Here's here. How's the weather in Regina? Is is Regina moist? Oh, I bet it's real moist. Oh, yeah. It's in Saskatchewan, which I think is pretty remote. Yeah, but sometimes you know you can get a very dry Regina. I would figure some most most months of the year when it's so cold outside. I don't want that. No, you don't, don't want, want dry re, dry Regina. Yeah. No. I think it's moist cold. <laughs> Regina. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Regina. Uh, yeah. So we gotta go on like a trip. I'm sure there's like a golf course or something we can go and fucking get blasted. Yeah. And experience to, Regina. You know, and, and take Tom Green with us, just you know, as like a, a somewhat like a celebrity tour guide. You know, I mean, pay that guy a hundred bucks. He could probably show us all the ins and outs of Regina. All the little crevices. <laughs> Uh, what if there's a cave system in Regina? <laughs> hey, uh, Murray, you you uh, you, you uh, actually linked this to me, and here's a couple other. Here's some funny town names in the uh, greater 48 states of you of of the U.S. in the Union, if you will. Uh, I, this I think you, there was like 50 of them on the list. I didn't get all of them. So, uh, but uh, Bacon Level, Alabama. Bacon Level. Yeah. I feel like that's like where I am on a Sunday morning. Hey, what's our bacon level? <laughs> I was going to say, is that like sea level except with bacon? I was thinking just like one step below DEFCON. You know, you're like DEFCON 5, you're at bacon level. Or is it like uh, a level, like like the le- like a tool, like a level, but made of bacon? Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. see, 
I was going more with like a unit of measurement. Like again, like I would like to make some pancakes and some bacon. What's our bacon level? Like, is there enough for the yeah, whole yeah. family? Because I can't start making bacon just for like me and 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 one other person. I got to make bacon for everybody. So, what's our bacon level? Okay. I got you. I like it. I think it's a flexible. I, I think what we've learned is this very flexible term. Gotcha. This uh, this is actually more of a selfish pick because you guys made fun of me <laughs> endlessly for not knowing what the uh, the, the bat, bat Cave, North Carolina, it should be called the Bat Chamber, but hmm. the Bat Cave. <laughs> the bat uh, Chamber. Uh, Booger Hole, West Virginia. Of course, it's, it's in West Virginia. Yeah, it's, too. it's very West Virginia, though. Oh, man. It's, it's like it's just... Go ahead. No, it just it just sounds like like there was like like on the way out of like the coal mine, like all the guys like picked their nose and just rubbed it on the wall and they just named it like Booger Hall. Booger Hall, yeah. Uh Ding Dong, Texas. Okay. Yeah. I feel bad for Mr. Ding Dong who fucking the namesake of that town. Welcome to Ding Dong. <laughs> What's I'll tell now? you what. There should be a shared campaign between Ding Dong Texas and Regina fucking Saskatchewan. Uh, yeah. Frankenstein, Missouri. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good grief, good grief, Idaho. Good. Uh, uh, as long as everybody in town says good grief, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in casual gotcha. conversation. But it would only, like, I, it would probably get annoying after a while. The next is two like five minutes. Like a... yeah, yeah, I got you. you get sick of that. The next is two part. There's a half hell North Carolina, and then there's a hell Michigan. So mm. if you feel like you you got you, you didn't get enough in North Carolina, travel a little bit farther north to hell Michigan, and then go to Regina, Saskatchewan, a little further north than that. Well, you know, uh, now there's a I, this. I believe this story is complete bullshit. But if you run into any local hillbilly, they'll tell you that it's the God's honest truth. So I live in Conowingo, Maryland. You know, and the the local the local yokel, like anybody with less than eleven teeth, will tell you this is the local yokel story. And it's that the uh, you know when the settlers came here and met up with the Indians, the Indians were trying to warn them that the canoe wouldn't go down the river. And they were saying, canoe won't go. And that's how we got Conowingo. And that's horseshit. <laughs> Intercourse, yeah. Pennsylvania? <laughs> that's, that's good, I guess. Yeah. This one is a... <clears throat> I like this one. Uh, Monkey's Eyebrow, Kentucky. Ooh. I like that. That just... Dude, yeah, that's pretty good. I got to say, I mean, it's Kentucky, and some of these town names, they just beg for a story at a local fucking, like, five-and-dime store. That's why they named it that. Like, so why are you guys called Monkey Brow? Well, I got a good tale for you. Back in 1942, there was a monkey who got loose in the town, and he was going around ripping out people's eyebrows. That was it. And then, later on, we... F <laughs> we <laughs> We found voodoo dolls made in a monkey cave. And so we named it Monkey Brow Kentucky. Yeehaw. Uh, it's just the visual of like a tiny spider monkey running around town, hopping on people's faces and ripping off eyebrows. Yeah. And then just scampering away while you're fucking shocked 
that your eyebrow just got ripped off. <laughs> Shaking your eyebrow hairs in his dull monkey fists. Like a fucking <laughs> curtain. <laughs> that damn monkey did it again! <laughs> uh, PP Ohio, which I really like. That's good. PP? That's all right. Oh, PP Ohio. Uh, Scratch Ankle, Alabama. Mm, Don't know why okay. I found that one funny, but it just kind of, you know, got to, again, bird that, that's, why did they call it Scratch Ankle? Well, let me well, tell you. Well, 1944. <laughs> there was a skeeter outbreak. <laughs> oh, uh, shit. Last few here. We got uh, why Arizona and why not North Carolina? Okay. No. All, right. All right. Okay. And All finally, right. yum, yum, Tennessee. Yum, yum. <laughs> Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> I don't know why that one tickles my tummy so much. <laughs> Funny towns, but all pair, was it bail, pair, something, something in comparison to Regina, Saskatchewan. So we had, yeah. we're, we're going to get it in the books. We're going to reach out. We're going to, first of all, we're going to tell them, don't worry about the sexualiza sexualization of your town. Embrace that shit. You need yeah. all the money you can get. You need all these, <clears throat> Ameri listen, I, Murray, you hit the nail on the head. I wasn't going to try to go there if it wasn't for this. Yeah, I think we should shoot like a really low budget fucking rebuttal, even though this is a couple years old. It'll be like, hey, guys, we would like to come visit Regina. We hear we wanna... Regina needs a little a little more insider. I, Regina looks like it's yeah. ready for expansion. Needs three Americans insider. Huh. <laughs> We're coming. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, please don't write us ever again. Don't come here. <laughs> uh, anyway. Let's get to a uh, little segment we like to call Fun Fact Fraudy. All right, let's expand our minds like Regina's trying to expand its population. Here you go, folks. Five fun facts for you fuckers on a Friday. Brought to you, of course, by the Shin Splits Recovery Group and our new friends over at the Flat Earth Society. God damn it. Why can't I ever fucking remember this goddamn yeah. thing? <laughs> yeah. Flat Earth Science. Advocates for fucking truth. Flat Earth Science. Advocates for truth. Our new friends over there are presenting to you your mental floss. Amazing facts. Did you know it takes more than two minutes to pour the perfect pint of Guinness? There are six official steps to the process, including waiting 119.5 seconds for the stout to settle between the first and the second pour. I didn't know that. But that shit, it's, it, I don't got time for that shit. Alan, didn't you experience it when you were in Ireland? Yes. Didn't you, didn't, oh. like, you, like, you watched it kind of like. Yeah, them... so you could actually, and then you could do, like, you could take a little class. It's like an hour oh, or whatever. And they teach you how to fucking do it. Um, but yes, we did. We did watch it. And then we had one. So the way it works is like that place is that place is wild. First of all, like the deed, the deed. I don't know. I'm mm -hmm. sure you guys have heard this is in the floor and all that stuff. But when you stand at the deed and you look up, it's a Guinness glass like shaped fucking piece of art that runs through the center of what is essentially just a giant fucking museum. Um, and so anyway, you go through all this stuff and you see all their art and their history and like, uh, 
talks about like production through the war and all that shit and exporting to fucking like Africa and Indonesia. And so there's different types of Guinnesses in those places that you can only get in those places. Uh, and there, obviously. Uh, but anyway, yeah, they pour a pint at like the top of the building and you just basically look out over Dublin uh, with a fresh pint of Guinness. And it was a fantastic experience. It was for our buddy, uh, our buddy's wedding, a fraternity brother of ours. Now, uh, I have to ask, stuff. like, is it, not, do you like Guinness? Yeah, I love Guinness. Now, was it? Gotta be in the mood, but yeah. Was it? Yeah, no, I agree with that. You, I love Guinness. Guinness is probably my favorite beer, but you do have to be in the mood for Guinness. In fact, yeah. That's what I'm having next. Nice. There you go. Um, <clears throat> and I'm going to take the two minutes to pour the motherfucker. Now, is it better there? That's my question. Um, I mean, is it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it hasn't traveled. Like, I mean, you're literally there. Like, it's delicious. It just, it's it's fresh. And it's, it, and then you have the experience, right? Mm. Like, it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, I think there is probably something to be said for it not being shipped across an ocean well here's how i know it's better because listen to this unnatural sound you have to put a nitrous oxide fucking ball inside your can just to get it right and God well it. it's uh it should be like in, in a bar it should be fucking on a nitro line typically anyway oh, and yeah. at any respectable establishment yeah there we go all right so yeah. um but no, yeah, that, fucking, that shit's good. That that shit is delicious. And now I kind of want a Guinness. Yeah, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and as I read this fact, my Guinness will settle. Did you know, Sylvia Plath published her first poem titled "Poem" when she was just eight years old. Hear the crickets chirping in the dewy grass. Bright little fireflies twinkle as they pass. And then she slit her wrist for the first time. <laughs> Jesus. I'm just kidding. Mm, she didn't slip that's... I added the last the line on there. But, I mean, look, I mean, bottom line is, like, yeah, look, obviously she was a poet, and she knew it from the start. That, was, that was... might be better than anything I've ever written. You know what the teacher should have done? That she should have ripped that up. What is this nonsense? Poem? That's the title of this? You saw some grass? God damn it. Get better. Get better. <laughs> that might have happened that way, actually. <laughs> How did it get published then? I don't know. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. But like, you know what? <clears throat> and you know, uh, I mean, people who write poems. Am I right, Wes? Um, <laughs> 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 no, but th there was a time where you didn't need. Okay, this kind of goes back to the beginning of our whole podcast. Here is like regulations. Like there was a time where you didn't need a poetry professor to like profess their love of the art that you created and this is proof positive of that is that like sylvia plath became one of the greatest poets of all time and she didn't have anybody like praising her or telling her like no your art sucks you need to tear that up and start over again like like that what's that what's that fucking movie with the the, the fucking jazz fucking drummer that won the oscar uh, yeah Charm? that's cool Oh, oh, sorry. That's the pian pianist. Uh, the jazz drummer. Uh, the one with yeah, Miles Teller. Yeah. God damn it! Uh, where he's like, do it again. Adventures, Adventures of Power. Do it again. Adventures of Power. Whiplash. That was Whiplash. Whiplash. He like smacks him across the head. Do it again. There was a time yeah. where people weren't doing that to fucking artists, and they were still the greatest artists of all fucking time. Like we've yeah. gotten to this place where like we have to have like these parameters for some fucking reason, and we don't just Drum do the thing. 
Drumline with Nick Cannon. Okay, yes. That's a, it's a fucking classic, actually. You know what? I might be changing something a little bit later on this evening because that's a good goddamn movie. That's a fucking great movie. Yes, it is. <laughs> is, that a, is that a bad movie? You know what? That's my good, bad movie for fucking good, bad. Time. It is a good, bad movie. I'd that say. is a good, bad fucking movie. And you know what? I'm. That's my replacement. We'll chat about it in a few. But until we get there, yeah, fucking yeah, it's your own goddamn fault, Wes. I see the fucking look of up. <laughs> anger and frustration on your face well my apologies i didn't think you'd like deviate from a rob snyder softball movie or a fucking <laughs> drum movie my, for, my bad dude sorry a Nick cannon drum movie i think it beats a rob snyder fucking i should i shouldn't make it, i shouldn't make these bets in my mind i'll lose every time <laughs> did you know Author James Patterson, who was born on this day in 1947, is best known for his novels like Along Came a Spider and Kiss the Girls, but he can also write a pretty catchy commercial jingle. In 1982, Patterson worked as the creative director for the J. Walter Thompson Advertising Agency, where he helped create the iconic I'm a Toys R Us Kid jingle. That's like, that's, that's, uh, yeah, you can put that up there with like the cheers, you know, theme songs of the world. Yeah. Dude, I don't want to grow up. Yeah. I mean, dude, that's, that's his, dude, he didn't have to write a single goddamn novel and you're a fucking icon. Yeah. He didn't have to write poem, name poem. This guy, you didn't have to write. Kids still have that experience. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, now that I think about it. Funny story. uh, Toys R Us did not embrace the internet, and this is why they went out of fucking business. They were like, they got got to the point where the internet was coming online. They were like, we're not selling our shit online. Like, people don't want that experience. They want to come touch the toys before they buy them. And then here we are. A Toys R Us... (laughs) Less world. And you fucked up because you got a generation like me that literally buys toys as a hobby. Like, give me all the fucking toys. Like, I got a fucking Lego Yoda, Lego Grogu back here. Oh, where where is he? Because I I built one. Oh, I see him. I see his ear. Yeah, he's up there. So yeah, fucking they they definitely missed out because I would I would have ordered from Toys R Us because they're Toys R Us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Good brand recognition. I wonder if there's a place in the market for it or if Amazon would just go and crush it. Oh, like, yeah. Amazon's got it. Man. God, man. So I'd love to find me some cheap goddamn toys. Right. You can go broke with this only child upstairs, man. <laughs> believe that. Did you know, in late 2019, Joanne Rogers, Fred Rogers, beloved wife of more than 50 years, told the Los Angeles Times about her late husband's mischievous side. And in in addition to loving a good, dirty joke, Fred Rogers, who was born 95 years ago today, would regularly amuse her by farting in public. Quote, he would just raise one cheek and look at me and smile, she said. Oh, that brings me such joy about Mr. Rogers. It's so wholesome. Yes. Like, I like how she says it like it's scandalous. Like, she, she says it kind of like it's kind of unique, too. I yeah. know when I'm, when I'm around Sarah, I'm like, mm-hmm. Yep. Guess what? Yeah. <laughs> but, the, but the filth that comes out of our mouths, the thoughts that we have, that we share with our loved ones and fucking friends and family alike, 
Fred Rogers is just like, oh, I want to, I want to teach these children how to be good adults. Eee. And then, and then, and it comes back to poop humor. And if you, right. even Fred Rogers got poop humor. We've talked about poop humor before and the people who don't get it. They're fucking psychopaths. They have something wrong with their brains and they should not be allowed to participate in society. And Fred That's Rogers sick. just proves that he was the best of us. I got a, I was on my personal Instagram today and one of our bits came up and it was called like the punchline. And it was like the punchline is the poop. The poop is the right. punchline. Like I don't understand why what you don't understand about the joke. <laughs> That's right. I, I was explaining to a, a friend of mine's daughter who is who's of eight. She's in her early 20s. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a funny story revolving around that. And she was like, ah, uh, wow. Uh, 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 <laughs> wait, I'm waiting for the end. I was like, no, that that was the punchline. There was a secret poop down in the bathroom. <laughs> Don't you get it? God damn it. What's the matter with you? <laughs> it's like the South Park episode. <laughs> Alan, followed up like, Alan followed up there's plenty of nice people who don't have a sense of humor it's <laughs> <laughs> true uh, good stuff and finally did you know typically adults produce about two pints of gas each day which sneaks or leaks out via an average of 14 farts a day if that number seems low to you, don't worry. It's apparently perfectly normal to pass gas up to 21 times a day. Up to. Does that even yeah. still seem a little low to you? 21? 14 to 21 is what I heard is the, the norm. Yeah. Yeah. And that, well, that's what they're saying. Like, I mean, but does that, does even 21, like, I don't know, man. I feel like I got like a little bit like a, I mean, nothing like audible or anything, but just kind of like a. Like a little, like, you know, like a little air coming out. What about, uh, do sleep farts count? Do they count Ooh. those? Are they averaging them out? I would, I would imagine science is thorough. I'd imagine they got maybe like a microphone or like a, like a, like a, oh, a, a windmill or something I'm down there. That's like when they do you a sleep study for like apnea, like so you don't die. Fucking, they, they also just have a mic, like by your pooper. And they're just like, all right, well, we'll get to that's extraneous data. You know what I mean? Let's just get that just in case we got it. Uh, let's do some research. Because, uh, yeah, uh, like, look, from what I've heard from my dearly beloved is that I like to toot my sleep. So <laughs> I, I would like to know if those are included. Is all. I, I've heard that, too. I think it's a bit of a conspiracy. I'm not buying it, to be honest with you. So just, 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 say, just so you know where my stance is. I, look, I, look! I don't disbelieve it, but I don't know why I gotta be called out like that. Is really what it is. Sleep farts are probably the best farts, man. Because like your whole body's relaxed, you have like you have literally no filter, like mentally or physically. Like your body's just like we're releasing this now, and it's just gone. Yeah. That's probably that was the like it's probably great. Of course, that you fart in your sleep. You're yeah. so relaxed. Yeah. It's probably the it's greatest perfect. fart that you never get to experience. That is God's cruel joke on the digestive system. Actually, it is, I think, because I've been told that I've had some fucking, <laughs> fucking barn burners. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just not conscious for it. <laughs> ah, 
So sad. But that, my <laughs> friends, is your Fun Fact Friday. Well, tonight, um, before you go, uh, this is coming out of Bro Bible via TMZ. Jimmy Garoppolo, the uh, former 49ers quarterback now with the uh, <clears throat> the Vegas Raiders, has been offered by, and I can't figure if it that, let's see here, the two in from the famous establishment of Christ, oh, the Chicken Ranch Brothel, <clears throat> has made it a wild offer. Jimmy G is going to get a free, uh, a free for life sex package now that he has signed. Mm. What is that? I don't know, like a three year deal with the uh, with the Raiders. Uh, listen, I have some thoughts on this on my own, but I want to get your 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 thoughts on the Jimmy G spot free for life sex package. I mean, good for him, I guess. Right? It's, I feel like Jimmy G don't. Don't the ladies love Jimmy G? Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's a handsome yeah, guy. I thought like, yeah, I thought I thought he was like one of like the NFL kind of hunky quarterbacks that the ladies like. Do you not know? Uh, what, okay, I not to not to be look. Okay, I don't even have to explain this. Do you not know what Jimmy G looks like? Yeah, no, oh. I do. I'm just saying. Like, why was why does he need this? But I mean, good for him if he wants to use it. I mean, I'm just saying, as a straight man, I'm like. Pfft. Well, no shit, chicks want to fuck Jimmy G. Like I get, I hundred percent get it. And, and in all yeah. honesty, Jimmy G, he, he ain't paying for sex anyway. Like this is like a, it's kind of a bunk offer. This is like this is whores wanting to fuck Jimmy G. Like I know that I am below your status, so yeah. I'm gonna throw this offer out there that any time that you just want to have some no questions asked, no. Uh, public disclosure documentation signed. You can just come on down here and you can just rail me out because I would appreciate it more than you will. <laughs> yeah. Also, fair. think about it like this, though. Uh, if, if if that's going to be the case, you have to be somewhat suspicious of someone pulling the goalie. You know, yeah. he has a quarter. Yeah. These are. That's what prostitutes. I was going to say. I was gonna say, are they, they're they're definitely. I agree with you, Murr, that they're definitely like, come on and get it, professional, ha handsome, professional athlete. <laughs> but like, I also definitely suspect that one or two of them fucking, uh, you know, popping popping pins through those fucking magnums that Jimmy G's fucking popping on. And well, hold you on, know, you, you you said he was a handsome guy. You said he was a handsome guy. Now you're, you said he's a handsome guy. Now you're assuming he has magnums. Oh, I think he's just overconfident. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't even yeah, know. I don't, just... I don't think he lives up to that because no man really does except like Mandingo. Well, here's yeah. the thing, though. Th this is why I'll disagree with you. And, and I wish this wasn't true. And I wish I didn't have these thoughts in my head. But like the fact that he hit on Aaron Andrews on live television while That's... doing a post-game interview means that he's pretty confident on his upstairs and downstairs game. You know what yes, I'm saying? Yes, so, like, I, I feel like Jimmy G might be living the... Look, Jimmy G just needs to stop being a quarterback and go ahead to the booth now before he's 30 and just make... He'll probably make more money as an on-air television personality than he ever will as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Just hang it up, save your knees, save your hips, save your back, save your shoulders, and, and be done with her. Yeah, definitely save your hips if you have this yeah. offer. Sex for life. Uh, what I wanted to say was, <laughs> blow out of him. <laughs> what I wanted to say was, 
like some of these long-term deals, uh, especially, well, baseball seems to be the most prevalent. You got these 10-year contracts of, uh, you know, $300 million north. And it happens in football too, but you also know that these are, from a talent standpoint, these are front-end loaded, right? You're going to get the most return on investment the first five or six years. After that, when this guy's turning 37, 38, 39, even 40 in Pujols' case, you're not going to get what, what you know, you're not going to get what you wanted from the front end of the contract. You feel what I'm saying? You following? I'm, I'm following, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out where you're going. Where I'm going with this, if it's free sex for life, you get that 70-year-old droopy ball, Jimmy G, who fucking can't fucking swing it around a little bit more. And he's like, yeah, you told me free sex for life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here, you know? Here's the thing that I, I agree with you to an extent, but like I'm 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 also angered by the Jimmy G's of the world. Is like they got everything going for them. They're athletic. <laughs> they're handsome. They're getting free sex contracts by sex workers in Las Vegas, which are probably the best sex workers. I mean, if I'm Jimmy G, I mean, and I'm I, okay. I'm single. I'm gonna take them up on the offer at least one time. It's like. What don't I know about sex? Like, let me go to a professional and see what I've, like, been missing possibly. Maybe I'm missing nothing, but I don't know that. So let's see what, like, like maybe this chick can do, like, I don't know, like a a springboard spin flip off of her fucking hips. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm ruined for life. I'm going to have to marry a hooker. (laughs) You know, like, you got to give it a go once. See, he puts on uh, he puts on experience Regina as like a soundtrack in the room. I heard this is a great song to fuck to. <laughs> you know, you just mouthed like the Hulk Hogan theme at a slower pace. <laughs> well, that's what that fucking keyboardist did when he made that song. Half, half of that ditty is like was a stock. Like you know, the keyboards have the stock beats. It was like <laughs> it was like it was like R and B, and he just hit it and was like, and then just played like two notes. All it was Casio, Casio, fucking pre-program level two. Yeah, preset six, fucking Casio. Tempo four V three. Da da da. Let's go. All right. Bangers. Uh, all right, Alan, tell all the Jimmy G lovers and fans and would be future lovers. We can find the experienceregina.com. Uh, <laughs> you can find us on all of your favorite social media platforms. We're on, uh, we're, wait, we're at MDL on <laughs> Instagram and Twitter. We're the middle class holes on Facebook and TikTok. And of course, for your listening pleasures, please check us out. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Oh, yeah. And I forgot about YouTube. Check us out. YouTube. The Middle Class Holes. Yeah, that's right. I was a brain fart in the beginning of that one there. Did you catch that? <laughs> yeah. That's right. You rallied and you overcame. <laughs> Actually, no. It was a sleep fart. You didn't know it happened. Uh, <laughs> it's here as a, uh, 
uh, listener comments tonight. Email again from Keith Kern. Keith, keep them coming. We appreciate it. Uh, he was speaking on last week's episode. I said, I wanted to say that I really enjoyed today's show, particularly Wes's delivery of the Sunny Delight Hard Seltzers. Uh, it made me imagine a commercial with a teenage going Hulk Hogan on his T-shirt screaming, Sunny D, while shooting a load in his pants. I'm still <laughs> chuckling about it four hours later. Thanks again for the entertainment. You got... And if you guys are really interested in the high-wheeled bicycles, they have a race every summer here in Frederick. If you guys check it out, I'll buy you a beer. Mm. That might have to be a middle-class little field trip. Dude, I'd want to enter. Where do we, dude, I think we probably have to provide the bike. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, maybe. I mean, look. I think what a build one. Shred them? <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, how many of these? There's got to be like a guy with a handlebar mustache that's fucking waxed and curled that's fucking like willing to like rent one out for like, I don't know, 40 bucks a day and get out there and fucking let me die falling for the first time 10 feet to my death off of a giant <laughs> wheel bike. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pour beer down your mouth while you're paralyzed. Yeah, yeah buddy. Like it's like it's like fucking Sean Connery in the Holy Grail. There you go. I will Drink ride up. a regular bike with you, like next to you the whole time. <laughs> if we can't <laughs> find one, we'll, we'll find someone who's who's about to enter the race. Okay, we'll be like, hey man, a, a sponsor, potential sponsor wants to talk to you behind the five of dime in the alley, and me and Alan will just beat the snot out of him. Like, Murr, the bike's all yours. Go ahead. And then I'll wear it. I'll throw on my newsy cap and jump aboard. <laughs> yeah, you should be. You should go like full regalia, like really, like wool three piece suit for no reason. <laughs> right in the It'll middle be of summer too. You'd be like, God damn yeah. it! It's hotter than it's hotter than a regina out here. Uh, yeah, you just you just roll your sleeves up because that's the only respite you get. <laughs> Next coming out of uh, this Instagram, Clubber Lang and Brain Damage. N U C U underscore fan 1977. That's the Newcastle fan. Says, Mr. T, great actor? Question mark. Someone should check Murr for brain damage. I said, listen, Murr wasn't saying he's a great actor. He was saying that he was great in that movie. Uh, Then they said, I will double down on this like Clubber Lang doubled down on his wild hooks. That was me that that wrote the second comment there, buddy boy. Um, listen, Mr. T was absolutely perfect. Yeah, I'm crank up the beach because I used to be, I used to work at a radio station called 93.5 The Beach, and I was crank on the beach, so I crank up the beach. Um, you see, see what I did there? Um, yeah. No, look, listen, that movie with Mr. T, that was the part that made a career. And you can't tell me that Mr. T wasn't a great actor in that film because Mr. T's career fucking exponentially just gone. A-team. Everything else that he's ever done after that was because of Rocky Three, which means he nailed that fucking role. And do not forget that the original Rocky won a fucking Oscar. An Oscar. An Academy Award for the best fucking film. So even though we're two fucking movies removed from that, it still means that the Rocky franchise was not just hiring fucking nobodies to come in and be a part of it. No, Mr. T earned that spot. Mr. T owned that spot. 
Clubber Lang is one of the top 100 in there with Crocodile Dundee as one of the greatest fucking characters in cinematic history. And it's because of Mr. T's performance. So if you've ever seen Mr. T outside of his Mr. T-dom, you know that he's not exactly like those characters or the thing that he portrayed on television and film, which means he's a great goddamn actor in that movie. Suck my balls. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, yeah, I know we're like, what, two movies removed from the original Magic Mike. Do you think we could coerce the producers to make a fourth and they visit Regina, Saskatchewan? Uh, I'm not going to lie. I think I saw like a trailer on something recently that there's a there's like a final Magic Mike coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think the, the third think one just right. came out. But uh, listen. Oh, it just came out? Oh, fuck. Wow. That's ridiculous. The Reaper. They come out with another one. In Regina. Is that what it's called? The Rebirth? That, no, it's like I called like, like Magic Mike's that. Last Dance or something. Yeah. But yeah, Magic, Mike, I mean, Magic, Mike, like... Magic Mike breaks his dick in half. That's I think is what it's called. <laughs> dick is useless. Sorry, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, <laughs> uh, lastly, uh, coming from uh, a YouTube short, Malicious Obedience, Douglas Cunningham writes in malicious compliance is the term you were looking for. It's not malicious obedience. It's a compliance. Thanks nerd. What's sorry, the difference? Sorry, I mean, it's, well, it's like the, the actual, like the, what that's what the term is. Well, I mean, if you're being, if you're being obedient, are you being compliant? What he's saying is what you said is slang. The actual official term is compliance. Oh. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll repeat Alan's line. Thanks, nerd. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, oh, no, I mean, shit. like it's still the same fucking. Okay. Th- uh, thanks for listening. I'll say that. I I I apologize for denigrating you. But yes, it's the same goddamn thing, and it's still fuck you. <laughs> Thank you. All right, that is all the time we have for tonight. We'll, we'll, we will be compliant and or obedient, however you want us to to, to feel. Uh, check us out next week when we review Murr's Good Bad Movie, which was originally. A softball movie starring Rob Snyder, but midway through the show, he got inspiration via another outlet. Murr, hit us with it. Okay, all right. What, what would you guys prefer? I'll give you guys. Mind, it is you it guys. Is your it is your good bad movie. You pick the fucking thing. Okay, all right. I'm gonna. All right, I will stay with bench warmers. I I I I, I don't want to upset Wesley. Okay, I feel like Wes is going through enough. Me? Listen, I have to stop. Stop. Nonsense. Mm-hmm. You can pick mm-hmm. the movie. I don't care if you pick fucking Fright Night or Howard the Duck or uh, I, I don't know. But, uh, I think it's some. Uh, what's that movie with Travolta and Billy Pepper and, and Forrest Whitaker? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? The, the one with the, like, the Scientology movie? No. No, it's the movie where like Travolta and Forrest Whitaker are aliens who have taken over Earth. I think it's yeah, called like Operation. I think that's I think that's the Scientology movie. Um, <laughs> Battlefield Earth. Yeah, that's Battlefield. it. Yeah, that's <laughs> a Scientology. Dude, that's a sci- that's a Scientology movie. Scientology movie. Well, that is one of the worst movies of all time. So you can pick <laughs> yes. it up. 
no, 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 no. That's not. That's not a good. That's only bad. There's, there's no good in that. No, I want to. Okay, I'm gonna pick bench warmers, and I have a specific reason for doing so with bench warmers because. Do you want to hear my reasoning, or do you just want me to tell you what the movie is? Let me guess. A, a, a feel good story about a bunch of underdogs who overcame. <laughs> Hot. <laughs> All right, so we'll be reviewing Drumline uh, <laughs> for our Game Pass movie. Yes. Wes nailed all of my themes uh, immediately, <laughs> and so there's no point in reviewing it. So we'll, we're going to do Drumline starring Nick Cannon, and if you're unaware of Drumline, um, Nick Cannon uh, plays a character that is from, I guess, The Hood who is uh, a natural at playing the drums and yet uh, faces some adversity along the way. And I'm going to review the movie. I'm going to watch it, and then we're going to go over it, and uh, we're going to understand why maybe it was rated poorly by critics, yet is beloved <laughs> by audience members globally. 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Mm -hmm. um, let me check Ryan Tomatoes. Do you know? Do you know why I? It was actually something was higher on Rotten Tomatoes. Do you know why well, I know? Rotten Tomatoes is eighty-two percent. So eighty-two percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Do you know what to know why I'm? I I know you're you're committed to your craft because I sat there and I said something about uh uh what's the Rob Snyder movie? Benchwarmers. Flatliner. Benchwarmers. Uh, and I said it's a, a feel good story about a bunch of underdogs, and then you giving your <laughs> you you giving your quick spiel about drumline, like an underdog story about a drummer. <laughs> it's all from it's all great. All right, folks, look, hit us, see us next week. Hit us up on social media. We love you. Good night. Have a good day.